Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. The Character of God. Is God good? This is part one of a three-part series. The key verse is from Luke eighteen nineteen. So Jesus said unto him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. If you read in the concordances of your Bible the definitions of the words good, goodness, Lord is good, good works, and so forth, you'll see in the listings of those words, God is good all the time. Our devotion in this episode is more for answering those who question where is God's goodness in a world of so much suffering and pain. And sin-stained minds logically ask, why did a good God allow such as this? death, accidents, diseases, and so forth. And then we wonder, does he allow it because he's angry? Is God angry? Well, skeptics of God being a good and loving God will point to Old Testament accounts of God instructing his people to utterly destroy their enemies. This included putting to death every man, woman, and child and animal in a given area or group of people. Now, why would a good and loving God do such a thing? Is he biased? This question comes up when a sincere Christian will stand in front of a congregation and make this statement, God was good to me and healed me of my cancer. Do you see where an issue could come out of that? If you or a loved one have cancer or some other terminal disease, and yet you have not been healed. Now, I want to ask this because how do we answer the pain of a parent whose two-year-old child dies of leukemia in light of the fact God does sometimes heal miraculously. So then the question comes up, well, does he hate us? Is this why God allows such bad things to happen even to good people? It's just hatred in God's heart? And the last point we'll look at in the summary of episode 13 is look at ways we can call down the goodness of God for our lives and those we love and for those who are on their way to hell. And the worst description of hell I can think of is eternal separation from God. So the devotion focus is, is God angry? And I want to read from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. But first, I can tell you something. Yes, God is angry. What is he angry about? He's angry with sin and the wickedness it produces. And there's an aspect of God's nature We call his justice. Only a good God would care enough about the right thing always being done. To ensure good is accomplished, his justice is brought to bear. Now listen carefully to these verses I'm going to read. God had a reason for his reactions to the evil infecting the nations of those days to the point that they were beyond recovery. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 1. And this is just a portion of verse 1. When the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, seven nations greater and mightier than you, verse 2, and when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You'll make no covenant with them nor show mercy to them, verse 3. Nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son or take their daughter for your son. Verse 4. Now here's the reason. For they will turn your sons away from following me 
to serve other gods, and so the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. Verse 5. But thus you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down the sacred pillars and cut down their wooden images and burn their carved images with fire. Now, these verses, as hard as they are to comprehend in our modern civilized times, now these verses, they reveal that God's instructions to the Jews to obliterate their enemies were protective in nature. Listen to Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 5. This is the Lord speaking, and he's given the reason for his instructions. It is not for your righteousness or for the uprightness of your heart that you do go in to possess their land, but for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God will drive them out from before you, and that he may perform the word which the Lord swore unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So in this passage, God explains it's for the wickedness of the inhabitants that all influence of them is to be wiped out, and this is done in order to protect his people. Listen to Deuteronomy 20, verse 18. So that they do not teach you to do after all their abominations, which they have done unto their gods, so you should sin against the Lord your God. Now, in reading several online sources, it revealed a common explanation of why God had the Israelites kill completely every inhabitant of certain cities during their conquest of the promised land. And again, these verses, as hard as they are in these reasons, uh, that they're so hard to comprehend in these times, but they reveal God's loving heart to protect his people. The Jewish tribe at that time was relatively small. So you think about some of the nations today ravaged by, by diseases. And now think back, more than 3,000 years ago, they had no access even to basic medical resources. And it may have been that infectious diseases were also ravaging uh, the domestic animals in those cities, which would also explain why they had to be destroyed. Now, I know it's horrible to contemplate that things were so bad that it was actually necessary But something along those lines seems likely to be the reason for God's order to leave alive none. And so we have it explained here that it's probable God had certain inhabitants annihilated to prevent the ravages of diseases, which left unchecked could have wiped out that small Jewish nation. Now, in our summary, and so we see that, yes, God is angry, But sin is at the heart of his anger, and he's angered when people, whether an individual or nation, they choose sin over his love shown to us when his son died on that Roman cross. It is an event that all time and eternity revolve around. And so God does give us the freedom to choose him and his love offering to us or refuse that offer. We have that freedom. Now, the action to consider is to see examples of God's goodness at work Read the fourth chapter of 1 John, and if not, then at least read these verses, 1 John 4, 8. He who does not love God does not know God, for God is love, 1 John 4, 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Now compare this description of love, a love in action, as found in 1 Corinthians 13. And decide for yourself if God is good, for we know only good comes from love. 
And so if you would, just look down through 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to verse 8, which ends with love never fails. Now, next week's devotion is God biased. And the key verse is Matthew 15, rather key verses, is they are Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.